Hello and welcome to another episode of Movie Bollocks. It's been a little while, hasn't it? Um, so, of course, I'm your host of the Talking Bollocks podcast, Howard H. Smith, also lead singer of Acid Rain, also do stand-up comedy, yada, 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 not doing any of that at the moment, for the same reason that you're probably not doing what you're normally doing. That's right, and hello, person in the future. This is 2021, and we are still suffering from COVID-19. So, hello, welcome everybody, welcome back, welcome if it's your first time. This is uh, Movie Bollocks, and what this episode consists of is it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a lockdown special, it's a bit of a, the idea is that um, I'm just going to take you through a load of stuff I've watched um, tell you what it's about, give you my opinion, some of it you'll have seen, some some of it you won't, you might want to check some of it out, you might want to argue with me, which is absolutely fine, come at me on social media, at Talking Bollocks, with a Z on the end, not an S, and same for, the, uh, same for Facebook, and same for Instagram. Now please do get in touch, get onto, the, get onto social media, please give me a follow on those platforms, the more followers that I get... Um, believe it or not, you know, P- PR companies do look at social media of podcasts to see if it's worth their client being on it. So the more follows and likes and everything else makes a big difference. If you can help me out there, really appreciate it. Okay. And if you happen to just be passing by um, the uh, um, Apple podcasts, you know, if you want to stick a review in there as well, as long as it's a good one fuck off with your bad ones, um, then please do. Anyway, anyway, that's all of the usual out the way. Um, uh, you can also get more stuff on Patreon. I'm on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. There'll be a link in the podcast uh, description that you can tap um, where it says support this podcast. Come and join the fun there as well for just $5 a month. It's pretty awesome, even uh, even if I do say so with that myself. Um, and I will also put a list of... Um, uh, movies that I'm reviewing up as well. I'll, I'll list everyone that I mention here, um, just in case. I know what it's like listening to a podcast, and you, you don't. It's like, oh, what was that movie again? But you don't want to pause it, and and you rewind it, but you can't find it. Anyway, that's why. So anyway, without further ado, um, there's. Let's get stuck in now. There's all sorts of stuff here. There's really old movies. There is TV series. Um, there's all sorts, okay? So let's start with um, a classic. Uh, that's right. At the moment, I, um, I've got a friend staying with me, um, and their cinema um, background is pretty shocking. Um, so we watched Terminator 2 Judgment Day together. <laughs> yep, I haven't watched that for a while, and what struck me was... A, what an awesome movie it still is, uh, and B, I don't remember the T one thousand Robert Patrick. I thought he was, I thought he was like in the movie a hell of a lot. But watching it again, there is a massive, there's there's big chunks where he's not in it, uh, and there is actually a, a big chunk when they, you know, they track down Miles Dyson and tell him all about the. Check that out, by the way. I didn't call him Miles Davis, which is what I would normally do. Um, and they track it, track him down, and tell him all about the future and everything else, and then they go off to Mexico. And there's this massive chunk where there is just no, you know, T1000 at all. Anyway, look, let's not spend too much time here. It's still awesome. That's all you need to know. If you haven't seen it, then you know what. What the hell do you think you're doing? Check it out. Where's it available? Everywhere. Next up, Wheelman. Now, Wheelman um, is. Uh, it, it stars Frank Grillo as a um, uh, as a guy who is basically a wheelman. Uh, I, I guess you know. I, I'm guessing that you know what that is. Um, so he yeah drives away from you know he waits outside. He's a getaway driver. There you go, Howard. Well done. Um, it's a short movie. It's only about eighty two minutes. It's on Netflix, and I really enjoyed it. There's some really cool comedy in it. Um, the two lead actors buddy up really well together. Um, and, and it's enjoyable. 82 minutes. It's not really going to, you know, fill up a whole afternoon or anything like that. But um, really enjoyable. And I've said that enough times, haven't I? And just, yeah, some really nice touches. And lots of action as well. And twists in plot. And yeah, definitely, definitely worth checking out. Um, and on the heels of that, I watched it ages ago. And what I've watched twice since is a movie called Boss Level. Again, starring Frank Grillo. 
boss level also has um, Mel Gibson in it and just his first mention on the list for he will be mentioned again um, and um, yeah it's it, what can I say I I had th- one combination that I love is action and comedy but what I mean is I don't mean um, I you know I, I, I don't mean action comedy as in you know punching so I don't mean action comedy as in bad boys I mean action that has, is actually quite comical and there is one scene in boss level that had me absolutely crying with laughter and I really want to tell you about it um, in fact I'm going to okay I'm not going to give anything away about the plot or anything like that other than um, it's it, 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 it's it's got a touch of Groundhog Day to it it's got a touch of Terminator 2 to it it's got a touch of all sorts of movies to it um, and there is one bit in it where one character is recalling a time he died okay yeah Groundhog Day etc a time he died and there's a flashback to it and it's a truck driving past and the truck goes and then and fires two shots into him and kills him and that I mean I realise I've just ruined that moment and it's also not funny listening to me doing that but it honestly it had me in fucking stitches it's just so well done and there's load there's loads of gags in it there's loads of action in it there's a really really good um, plot device in it um, there's I mean you know it involves everything it really does um, relationships um, loads of brilliant action lo- lots of comedy um, it, it's it, and again Mel Gibson as the um, as the baddie is excellent in it and there's just loads of great one-liners it's really worth checking out um, I want to cry it, it, it is really cool. I mean, I'm raving here about Boss Level, and that's because I've seen it twice, and, I, you know, both times really, really enjoyed it. Got more out of it the second time, which you should, watching a film the second time, you should get more out of it. And, um, yeah, I, I, I can solidly recommend that wherever you can find it. Um, I watched it on a stream, and um, wherever you get your streams, definitely worth checking out Boss Level. Um so next up is another one that my um, lodger, flatmate, friend um, hadn't seen, and that's Inception. That's right, a decade old Inception now. And watching it again made me fall in love with it all over again. What a movie. What a movie. Just the right side of stupid, because it it really does teeter for a little while. I mean, when you've got a character saying something like, whose subconscious are we in now? I mean, it's literally, it's, that line is almost in there for the viewer to go, oh, right, great, so it's not just me who's confused then. But, it, I mean, it's great. The characters are great. The story is great. The ending is brilliant. Um, the effects are incredible. But it, the whole concept is so original. It's so well done. I, If you haven't seen Inception, if there's any reason, whatever, that you haven't seen Inception, put that reason aside and check it out because it really is a work of genius. And, you know, that's Stephen Nolan for you. But having said that, we now move on to Tenet, Stephen Nolan's latest movie and the one big marquee movie of 2020. And everything I just said about Inception doesn't apply to Tenet. Great characters? No. Frankly, no characters. Didn't give a shit about any of them. They could have all lived for a lifetime or died in the next scene. Really not bothered. At, at times, the soundtrack... Oh, sorry, not the soundtrack. The, um, uh, the audio is deliberately quiet. People are uh, Lines people deliver are deliberately blurred or slurred or quieter. Um, and when you start doing things like that, when you're deliberately trying to confuse and mislead an audience, I just think you've kind of disappeared up your own ass, really. Um, I mean, there's some great effects. The the concept, what what I can make of it, is is pretty cool. But Nolan's films, well, any movie, any movie, and I'll argue till I'm blue in the face on this, any movie completely depends on characters. Now, I know there'll be some of you who'll be going, no, no, action, no, story. My point is, it doesn't matter what happens, action. 
it doesn't matter where they go story if you don't care who it's happening to or who's going it's as simple as that think of every movie that you really love you follow those characters you're in those characters shoes or you're watching those characters it's absolutely key and that for me is just the very simple building block that Tenet falls down on which is you don't spend any real time with the characters you don't get to know them in any way there's unbelievable relationships there's Kenneth Branagh trying to be a scary Russian oligarch terrorist murderer and I've had scarier meals to be honest um it's just yeah I I was I I was really disappointed I did watch it to the end but funnily enough um I I was talking to Paul about this, Acid Rain Guitarist, as as most of you know, is a huge film buff and also a filmmaker himself and writer. And he said, after 45 minutes, he realised he didn't give a shit what happened to anybody in the film. And and there, right there, I totally agree. That is the issue. I I watched the whole movie, but I've got to be honest, it felt like a fucking exam. It really, it felt like a test. It felt like I was being tested. Yeah, like, oh, how long can you really sit here and and put up with this and the the really really sad thing is is that at the heart of tenet is a brilliant idea that is deliberately not explained to the extent that i'm not interested enough to ever go back and try and figure it out and not only that but when that is your takeaway from a movie it's pretty fucking poor isn't it really so um bit sad about that but anyway moving on Warriors. That's right. I had not. I, you know, I've taken the piss out of uh, out of my mate for not seeing the other films. I'd never seen Warriors. Okay, I'd never seen it, and so um, uh, it was recommended to me. I thought, Do you know what? I've, I I need to see that. Watched it. Fucking hell, that movie has not aged well. For all of you um, listening to this, who've all who've seen Warriors, um, I'm sorry. I know that you have a lot of love for it, but really, if you see it for the first time in 2020, as I did, it is absolutely shocking. I mean, at no point is there any jeopardy. Um, at plenty of times, people people are going, hey, what's the problem? And they run over and all line up beautifully in sync so they can appear in one shot and they're all shoulder to shoulder. The, um, it, I, I mean, it, it's... It, yeah, it, an absolute um, festival of um, homoerotica as well, um, with lots of tight shorts and bare chests. And uh, yeah, I, to be honest, I found it, I, I actually found it quite comical. I, I laughed more than anything. Um, and that's what kept me engaged was, yeah. So I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you, and it's like it's one of your favourite movies and your heart, well, not that you give a shit about what I think anyway, and quite rightly, Fuck me. What do I know? You saw it when you were a teenager and you love it. Brilliant. But if you see it for the first time in like 2020, 2019, 2020, then yeah, it's um, it's pretty fucking awful. Anyway, um, I then watched Gremlins. Now, here comes a shout out to um, Paul Podcast. Um, he of the Different Times podcast, otherwise known as Paul Waller, singer of um, OMS. Um, who has a brilliant horror podcast out called A Year in Horror. And I say brilliant, I'm, I, do, I do guest on it. And the reason I guest on it is that um, I watched Gremlins um, specifically for the podcast. So do try and find the podcast. It's called A Year in Horror and, uh, and subscribe and tell him I sent you. Um, and I watched, uh, I watched Gremlins for that. That was my homework and um, hadn't seen it for years. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, some, some movies, um, you know, stand the test of time better than others, just as it worries. I loved Gremlins when it came out, but, you know, I was a young teenager. Now I look at it and I think, yeah, it's, it's not bad. It still holds up. I mean, there is some hilarious, hilarious racial profiling going on in it. Um, and, um, a quite shocking, um, attempt at trying to hint at mental health with a particular line where two characters are walking along one says to the other oh I love Christmas it's great and the girl goes well you know some people don't really enjoy Christmas it's a hard time and um, 
And the guy goes, nah, nah, everyone's love Christmas. It's a great time of, uh, it's a great time of year. She said, it isn't. When some, some, when, uh, some people are opening up presents, other people are opening up their veins. <laughs> what the fucking hell is that about? Just, I mean, that really, it was, talk about clunky dialogue. You know, oh, how do we get mental health in? How about, you know, talk, talking about um, opening veins? It's just, it seems really inappropriate and just jumps out. Um, but, um, I mean, the, the, uh, when, the, when the gremlins, when you finally see a full-on gremlin face-to-face, as in, like, you know, the nasty dude, um, and his name escapes me at the moment, it, it's about an hour in, in a 90-minute movie, which is impressive, the fact that they, that they, they managed to, to get away with that. Um, but ultimately, it, when, it, when it, it, it kind of um, descends into just comic effects really and 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 comedy and that's all very well but whatever i've spent enough on i've spent enough time on gremlins on here frankly so let's move on next up um the coen brothers remake of true grit the uh, the john wayne western is absolutely brilliant and i recommend i can't recommend it highly enough and i mean it was nominated for 10 oscars um, Jeff Bridges as the lead character is absolutely awesome as usual. There are other stunning performances contained within it as well. Uh, Matt Damon is very good. Um, Matt Damon, um, he's he's excellent in it. Um, and it's just it, honestly, it really is. Oh, who else turns up? Someone else turns up as well. I'll I'll try and remember his name before the end of the podcast because it will annoy me. Josh Brolin. Boom. <laughs> Thank you, Brain. You're doing good stuff today. No worries, Howard, carry on. So, um, True Grit, the remake, the Coen Brothers version, a great Western, brilliant performances, seriously. And look, seriously, even if you're not a fan of Westerns, just watch it anyway, because it's not really about... It's it's, it's not a Western movie as such. Um, yeah, anyway, after that, I decided to finally get around to 47 Ronin, the Keanu Reeves... Um, uh, Japanese movie which is based on the legend of the 47 Ronin and I really really enjoyed it um, I mean Keanu Reeves is quoted as saying after making the third Matrix movie that he's realised what he was put on the planet to do and it's not and it's not acting it's martial arts and uh, and in this movie uh, and so basically if you can get Keanu Reeves doing martial arts in a, in a movie that's ideal hence the John Wick movies because his martial arts are better than his acting 47 Ronin is a great great movie lots of you know full on incredible action it's really well done you can tell that it's a Japanese production um, and it's a real feather in his cap that he um, that he actually you know that the, the Japanese film industry embraced him and made this um, by the way I might have got my facts slightly wrong on that, so please don't be shouting it, saying, it's not a Japanese movie, it's a Hollywood movie. Well, do you know what? Whatever. It's a famous Japanese legend, and he is the main character in retelling it, and it's excellent. It really is. And um, it's quite long. It's just over two hours, I think, but really, really worth worth the journey. Um, and uh, again, you know, depending where you are and what you're doing in these current corona times if you've got time on your hands definitely worth checking out um next up a movie called patch of fog and you know what i cannot remember anything about this movie um which is is not great it's not it's not a ringing endorsement is it um so hang on i'm just going to go into um uh imdb on my phone and just see if um, it, it gives me any kind of clues. All oh, right, yeah, oh, that's it. It's from 2015. Oh, yeah, it's from 2015. Uh, and it stars um, Stephen, Graham, Stephen Graham, who is excellent, brilliant actor. Um, and, yeah, oh, I remember this. No, it, it, it's quite an interesting story. It's, um, it's a UK film, and it's... Uh, let's re- what's the premise? Here we go. A security guard catches a famous writer... Um, uh, uh, slash television host shoplifting and blackmails him into becoming friends and um, yeah I, I enjoyed it it's I mean it, again it passed the time it's not going to blow me away I'm never going to go back to it but it's certainly worth a watch if you happen to be scrolling past it on past it on one or other platform 
Um, next up, a movie that I hadn't got round to before, but okay, lockdown, fuck it, I'll watch anything. And that's Book of Eli, starring the wonderful... Um, oh, fucking hell, come on. Denzel Washington, brilliant. And um, oh, just... I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. There's all sorts of action. Um, Denzel is absolutely bastard hard in it, um, which, you know, I think he's awesome when he's playing a hard man. And um, it really enjoyable. It's set in a dystopian future, yet before nearly every other film was set in a dystopian future. And um, it has some really interesting themes running through it. And... Um, uh, Gary Oldman is absolutely overacting his tits off in it, which um, uh, which I always enjoy. I mean, I, I personally think he's always overacting his tits off. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I really do. I really do recommend it. Um, I enjoyed it, as you can tell, because I keep saying that. Um, and I'm just trying to work, right, is it is it Gary Oldman? Is it Gary Oldman? Uh, yeah, it is. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, and, yeah, definitely worth checking out if you haven't already. And keeping the Denzel theme going, this goes back a long time. It features Denzel. It features um, uh, John Goodman. Uh, and it's a movie called Fallen. Now, this is on Amazon Prime if you can uh, at the moment. I think that's the only streaming platform it's on, unless you've got access to other places to stream stuff. It's excellent. It is a, is it? What is it? It's a supernatural thriller. It's more. You can watch it way more than once. I mean, I've watched it five or six times over the years, and every time I watch it, it reminds me how much I enjoy it. I really, 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 really recommend this to you because it's a movie that seems to have gone. It never got the credit it was due, and it's the kind of film that you watch from a time period. And you go, like, "Oh, doesn't Denzel look young? Oh, doesn't John Goodman look fat? Look thin before he got fat and then thin again? Oh, isn't that dated? Oh, they haven't got any mobile phones." But do you know what? You soon forget about all that shit. It just draws you in, and it is a truly wonderful supernatural thriller. That's fallen. Um, next up is another movie that I have forgotten about. So, um, and, and again, that is, that's not a brilliant, um, that's not a brilliant recommendation, is it? Um, right, let's have a look. It is, right, the movie I watched was Rogue City. Ah, right, yes, Rogue City. Um, oh, that's right, this is French. Bloody hell, yeah, it's French, and it's on Netflix. It's called Rogue, Rogue City, and I watched it, and it's a bit like a French Sweeney. The cops are basically criminals. The criminals are even more criminally than the criminal cops. There's a conspiracy. There's lots of stuff you haven't seen before. It's glossy. It's French. It might make you feel a little bit better about yourself, a little bit more uh, culturally expansive that you've watched. It's, it's all right. It's okay. Um, but the fact I couldn't even remember what it was and that it was a French movie pretty much tells you all you need to know. Um, OK, into some TV series now. Um, in fact, you know what? I'm going to leave the TV series to the end because, um, well, because I just feel like it, you know, and I can do what I like. My podcast. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, so um, next up is an absolutely insane movie. It's called Colour Out of Space. Colour is spent is spent is spelt the American way. C O L O R. Colour Out of Space. It is on um, Amazon Prime, and it stars Nicolas Cage. And straight away, there'll be some of you that'll go right. I, my my ears have just switched off. It's Nick. It's it's Nick Cage. I can't. You know. I don't care. Well, look. In case you've ever wondered why Nick Cage is doing so many movies. Here's why, and I'm sorry if you've heard this before. Uh, in 2008, he lost a shitload of money um, in the financial collapse, ended up loading, owning a load of taxes, and basically ever since he's been paying it off. And he says that's why he works so hard, and one out of every four movies he does for himself. He does three for the tax man and one for himself. And I think it's pretty cool that he's open about that and, and, you know, and has said that. Um, and clearly, this is one that was for himself. It's insane. It is a um, uh, it's an original story by oh fucking hell! Why am I having a bloody brain fart now? Um, oh, this is really going to annoy me. Hang on a second. I'm just going to have to check this out. 
HP Lovecraft. Can't believe I had a brain fart on that. Um, it's a H- an original HP uh, Lovecraft story. It is. It's weird as fuck, to be honest. And but the movie it reminded me of in a few places is The Mist. Now, if you enjoyed The Mist, which is one of my all-time favourite films and probably my favourite ever horror film, um, there. And if you haven't seen that, for fuck's sake, you need to watch that now. Stop listening to the podcast. Go and watch The Mist, and then come back. So, anyway, for those of you who are coming back to the podcast, having watched The Mist, how awesome was that? Anyway, um, Colour Out Space, there is, there, something happens in it which is absolutely horrific. And it's not one of those things where you think, oh, that's awful. And, oh, God, that's terrible. Oh, you know, that's bad. That thing that happens continues for about another 20 minutes and you keep going back to it and it is horrific it really is so i'm sorry i don't want to give too much away but all i can say is it is really really worth checking out for me color it color out of space if you're in the mood for something that is supernatural super fucked up super what the fuck is going to happen next super what the fuck is going on uh, but not from a i'm confused point of view but from a you know i want to know more i want to know what happens next um seriously it is uh, all of these things are worth a watch unless i say it's shit obviously but yeah so give it give it a shout seriously give it a shout and don't bother with the oh it's only got three out of five yeah well three out of five three out of five people are dickheads so that there you go that explains that um right next up another movie starring a man that is probably either going to put you off or you're going to go i'm in and the star of this movie is gerard butler or as it should be pronounced, Gerard Butler. Um, so anyway, yeah, this is Scotland. Um, yeah, old. Oh, this is Sparta. Gerard, um, Gerard Butler um, is basically a designer of. Uh, well, do you know what? I'm not going to give. I'm not going to go into the granular shit. But um, what I will say is that this movie is called Greenland. Now, Greenland, um, it's Gerard Butler and also uh, Morena Baccarin, who used to be in, uh, well, I first saw her in Firefly, um, the cancelled Josh Whedon sci-fi TV series. She was also in, a, for, for the, she was also in um, Homeland for a while. Um, a great actor. And um, uh, her and Gerard uh, Butler do a great job. Basically, um, it's a disaster movie some meteors are heading for earth what's going to happen the way honestly the scale of it the way it's done the things that happen it is a great disaster movie it is a great two-hour romp through all of the worst shit that can happen fucking happening and and what would happen it's very well played out it is very real not to say very realistic it's potentially believable there you go how's that um and again i recommend it it's you know it's not going to live with you forever but it it may well be something that you go back to more than once purely for the scale of it and and just to remember how crazy it is and what everybody ends up doing um so yeah that movie again greenland worth checking out if you ask me uh next up i've got to stop saying that haven't i now, next up is a movie called Baby Teeth. This is an Australian movie, um, and um, it stars. Um, well, the, the star of the show is a young female actor who um, is going to go on and also star in one of the TV shows that I'm going to mention later on. Um, that's fascinating, isn't it? What's she called, Howard? I can't bloody remember. And you know. I know what you're thinking. Fucking hell, didn't you think of doing any research before this? Well, you clearly don't know me that well, do you? Um, uh, but, it, yeah, look, it's... It, it, Baby Teeth, the movie, is absolutely superb. And I will... I'll read you the premise. Miller, a seriously ill teenager, falls in love with a drug dealer, Moses, her parents' worst nightmare. Now... If you're listening to that and thinking, yeah, that's not for me. No, that's not my kind of thing. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I'll give that a miss. No, don't do that. Do not do that. This movie is, it will do everything. You will laugh, you will cry, and you will also, there is a scene in it where you will almost have to look away. 
Probably one of the most brutal and graphic scenes I have seen in a movie for a very, very long time. But bear in mind, that sits in a movie that is bookended with laughs, with uh, emotion, brilliant characters, all sorts of stuff going on. Honestly, I cannot... I'm going to say it again, I can't recommend it highly enough. I hate myself for doing this. Green uh, Baby Teeth. Seriously, check it out. Uh, it... Uh, just a, an absolute high watermark for Australian cinema. Um, and it's just utterly, utterly brilliant. It stars Eliza Scanlon, um, who we're later going to go on and see another TV series. Ben Mendelsohn is in it, who um, you may know from other stuff. Uh, seriously, no matter what you may think to the the topic that I've mentioned, and it might not be for you and all the rest of it, Please, please do um, give it a go because you really shouldn't regret it. It's the exact opposite of the movie I was talking about, Tenet, earlier. It is all about the characters. There's, there's four main characters and you desperately, desperately care about them, about what happens. It Honestly, it really, really, I can't just watch it, okay? Baby teeth. Um... And I can't remember where I saw it. Oh, Netflix. It's on Netflix. So you've got no excuse. Most of, but surely most people have Netflix these days. No, they don't. That's a really fucking stupid assumption, Howard. Like most assumptions. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm sorry. That's okay. I'll let it slide this time. But one more like that and you're not coming on this podcast again. But it's my podcast. Fuck you. Okay, fair enough. So, next up, we've got Fat Man. That's right. Not Batman. Fat Man. It is, quite simply put, the single best, most fucked up Christmas movie I have ever fucking seen. Watch it. Just watch it. Fat Man himself is um, Mel Gibson. And I'm not going to tell you what the story is, because um, that would be to give away a little bit too much. But it is, a, it, it, you know, it's a Christmas movie. That doesn't mean you have to watch it at Christmas. Um, it also stars Walton Goggins. I mean, how fucking awesome is Walton Goggins? So it's worth watching just for him. And Marianne Jean-Baptiste, who's an English actress, so it's definitely worth... Um, well, she's, she's brilliant as well. Everyone's great in it, but seriously, Fat Man, action, comedy, drama. It, 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 it's The concept of the entire movie is pretty fucked up. In fact, you know what? Again, I'm going to give you the... I'm going to give you the logline. And... You go from here. A rowdy... Oh, no. No, here we go. Billy, a, a neglected, precocious 12-year-old, hires a hitman to kill Santa. And that is all you need to know. If that isn't fucked up enough for you, then, you know, come on. And seriously, even if you don't like fucked up films, it's not weird. It's not weird, don't get me wrong. You're not going to be like sat there at any point going, mm, what's going on? You'll just enjoy it. And it contains a brilliant scene in a pet shop where this woman is desperately trying to guess uh, Walton Goggins' um, uh, perfect pet. And he keeps telling her not to. And, and eventually he says, do you know what? You remind me about, of my mother. And she says, oh, really? Yeah. She was a terrible listener and didn't know when to shut the fuck up. <laughs> just it, Honestly, Walton Goggins delivering that, that um, a dialogue is just fucking awesome. So, check it out. Now, here's a rare thing on the... Uh, and that movie, Fat Man, again. Now, this one, a good few years old. Don't know how it had passed me by before. This is a comedy. It's called Bad Words. It's written by and starring... Um, oh, I'm fucking had a brain fart on his name. I'm seriously, seriously... My brain is just falling apart. This is, this is a real challenge for me doing this, you know. Or, well... I know what you're thinking. It wouldn't be a challenge if you'd had some fucking notes, would it, Howard? Fair enough. That is a pretty... I pretty much can't argue with that point. Um, but I am definitely going to figure this out. Come on. Come on. Come on. Jason Bateman. Written and starring Jason Bateman. Bad words. It is... It's, again, great characters. Great dialogue. I mean, Jason Bateman does comedy brilliantly he's a brilliant comic actor and it's brilliantly written it's brilliantly acted it is funny all the way through unlike a lot of comedy movies which will 
you spend at least 20 25 minutes stopping being funny so it can develop some fucking useless romantic plot or or basically further the story this of course never does that because it's written by somebody who understands comedy who understands performing comedy it comes in at one hour 29 minutes the fucking perfect length for a film well so yeah you want to laugh check out bad words okay um i haven't really told you what that's about um okay it's about an adult who finds a gap in the rules and decides to enter the uh, U.S. National Spelling Bee. Do with that what you will. What a great premise. So, next up, we have, on Netflix, Ghosts of War. Our bad words, I think you can get that on Amazon Prime. Ghosts of War on Netflix, which, um, again, I wasn't expecting much. And if you read the premise, it's not great. Um, soldier, soldiers in World War Two looking after a chateau. Uh, supernatural experiences happen. That it really undersells it because believe you and me, um, it constantly keeps you on your toes. You're never sure where it's going, and then at the end, you'll wonder. You'll want to watch it again because it will fucking probably, properly screw with your brain and um well billy zane is in it there you go now those of you who know billy zane know exactly what i mean that that that's where you need to set the bar of your expectations you need to set them at billy zane level okay um go and google his face and you'll go oh that guy oh is he still around <laughs> um uh, it, so ghosts of war really enjoyed it way more than i should have done and i may even go back to it and watch it again um it's yeah it is it is essentially a um a ghost story if you like but there is so much more to it so you know i please do um check it out if you get the chance it's on netflix really easy to get hold of so give it a whirl hey go on anyway next up um is the final movie that i'm going to review of this um uh, of this viewing period and it is, uh, then I'm going to go on the TV programmes, don't worry. Um, it is Shadow in the Cloud. Um, now, this starts, stars um, Chloe Moretz, she of Kickass fame and um, Brain on Fire and all sorts of other movies. Um, without doubt, one of my favourite female actresses. I, I, I've got that totally wrong, haven't I? Female actors. Um, and she's, she's great in it. Um, and it's a weird one right because it starts it grabs you the first half an hour is really really gripping and it's all it's nearly all totally just chloe grace moretz it's and she holds your attention brilliantly she's stowed away well she's not stowed she's stuffed away in the undercarriage of a second world of a second world war um bomber and she's and i don't want to go into too much but basically that first half hour is really gripping and really keeps you engaged um and then it all goes a bit it goes a bit crazy it goes a bit mad and there's a couple of things that happen that might make you just laugh out loud and go okay i've kind of changed my attitude towards this but i'm going to keep watching and because it's built up so much good faith with you in the first half hour there's every chance that you're gonna that, that you will stick with it um I I really enjoyed it. Um, actually, did I? I? I enjoyed it. I'm not going to go back and watch it again. And I always think that's the test. Yeah, if it's a, if it is fucking really good, you're going to watch it again. You know. And if I go through that list of movies that I've that I've told you about, movies I'd watch again: Wheelman, Boss Level, already watched it twice. Obviously, Inception, um, uh, True Grit, watched loads over the years. I'd watch Forty Seven Ronin again. Um, I'd watch Fallen for about the tenth time. I'd watch Colour Out of Space. I've watched that twice. Uh, Greenland, I might go back to that. Baby Teeth, definitely. Fat Man, definitely. Bad Words, definitely. Ghosts of War, probably. Shadow in the Clouds, uh, Shadow in the Cloud, probably not. But it is, it is worth a watch. It is worth 82 minutes of your time. It's not a long time, is it? Um, so, you know, I'd check it out. I really would. It's a very, very interesting take on... It's almost like a cross between a Second World War movie and The Twilight Zone. So there you go. 
Hopefully that gives you enough to go on. And what a, be what a beautiful, smooth link into the TV programmes. And the first TV programmes I'm going to mention is The Twilight Zone. There are now two series of The Twilight Zone. Um, they are brand new series. They are on Sky. It's been reimagined by Jordan Peele, who is excellent as the narrator. The uh, Seriously, there's 20 episodes available, and I reckon there's probably maybe two or three duff ones in that 20. Incredibly high standard um, uh, of TV show, as we kind of become to expect from television now. Um, but... The Twilight Zone remade two series. It's available on Sky um, or or another streaming service if you want to have a look around. And I can't recommend it highly enough because you can sit and literally chomp through them one after another. Like, like it's Christmas again and you're sat just eating chocolates one after another. Like you just, it's just, you're on automatic pilot. You can do that with The Twilight Zone because obviously they're all so different such unique tastes they've all takes they've all got you know varying degrees of twist really really enjoy it the twilight zone um next up uh, now these are tv series that you're probably familiar with the next two next up the queen's gambit come on on netflix the queen's back gambit it's about a young girl who's really good at chess and you're thinking well howard that really has put me off you really haven't sold it there um, yeah, I realise that it's, it, but again, it is about character. It's and it's a beautiful period piece. Um, and all I can say is, I defy anybody to not watch the first episode and think, Do you know what, I'm going to watch episode two. And before you know it, you're deep into it and you're loving it. I, it there's there's a charm to it. There is a there is a, a grace to it, a humour, a but also because it's about chess and obviously each chess match is a competition and you're rooting for the young girl, you know, you really do sort of, um, you're, just, you're just rooting for it. It draws you in. And this is what I was talking about earlier about character. It's like you wouldn't, you wouldn't give a shit about any of these chess matches if you didn't give a shit about the character. But you do and you wanted to win. So you're, you're in there with her. I, it is just... A great TV series, give you hours of pleasure. The Queen's Gambit is on Netflix. Um, also on Netflix, and 10 episodes, but only 22 minutes an episode. So you can smash through this whole series, as a friend of mine did, in a day. I'm not okay with this. Um, that's the name of the, um, of, of the programme. Okay, that's not just me saying I'm not okay with it. Um, and this is the, um, this is the TV program that um i was well that i kind of mentioned earlier um that was the australian movie um the star of the australian movie um baby teeth well she is also in this and it, i mean i really enjoyed it i certainly didn't um smash through it in in 10 days but um the uh, the, the lead female actor eliza scanlon again is superb in this and i just really enjoyed it um, it's not what you think, okay? It's not what you think. I mean, it's called I'm not okay with this. It could be, it could be called, uh, you know, it's not what you think. The whole series is leading to somewhere, to something, and it's slowly revealed as the series goes on, which climaxes in the final episode, and obviously, you know, that, that's meant to keep you hanging on for series two. It really was enjoyable. Very good, um... It's, it is somewhat um, otherworldly, but only slightly. Um, it's, you know, it's no Stranger Things. It's, it's, but again, the characters are great. Um, and if you want, look, I'm a 50-year-old man, and the central character is a teenager, is a female teenager at school, okay, in, the, in America. And it's as far away from culturally relevant to me as it could possibly be. But good drama, good writing, good acting, good characters draws you in. And hopefully it will draw you in as well. So uh, what's on now? Right, the other thing. Now, I, I actually tracked this down and watched it on the streaming services. And then all of a sudden it appeared on Sky. And I was like, oh, fuck. So the next TV series I'm going to mention is Trickster. 
It's um, it comes out of Canada. Um, it is you can get it um, in uh, on your Sky channels at the moment. Uh, well, I can in my package. I don't know if you'll have it in yours, obviously, because I don't know what package you've got. Um, but you'll find it on streaming services as well. Trickster, Canadian um, kind of supernatural coming of age story. It's dark. It is a dark motherfucker. It really has not been much swearing, has it? I've been good, cunt. And um, trickster. Seriously, it's it's. It, there's a whole there's a whole kind of um, mythology to this that I'd never heard before, and especially coming out of Canada, I think these are traditional um, native Canadian stories, and it's. It, yeah, it had me absolutely um, drawn in. And I think first series is only about six or eight episodes. And each episode is about 40 minutes. Definitely worth watching if you like, um, kind of, you know, real sort of kind of dark, mysterious, supernatural. It's all mixed in together. But even if you're not that into supernatural, it's it's played so straight that you may well actually be able to to be able to jive with it so um jive with it fucking hell what am i talking about and finally next up tv series um i think this is on amazon prime it might be no it's on netflix and it's called the innocence and again there is a supernatural element to it i'm I'm really surprised going over these how many of them have got a supernatural element to them um it's not necessarily you know my favorite genre or anything like that um but uh, the innocence is set in um england but it's also set in norway guy pierce is in it for those of you that uh, that know guy pierce brilliant australian actor um and it it really it starts out the very first scene will have you going what the fuck what the fucking fuck it will do your head in and and then things start go back to the beginning and it get but it it unravels quite quickly the story and it will draw you in um or it won't um i recommended it to somebody and they stopped watching after four episodes and said i found it depressing which is really weird because i don't know why you would find it in any way depressing but hey you know can't take a journey into another person's head and root around and find out why and what happened can you so there you go that is and now I, the other things to do at the moment I'm, I've just started Cobra Kai season 3 which is the story of the karate kid 25 30 years on what they're doing all the characters can't recommend it highly enough season 1 absolutely brilliant season 2 drops off not as good season 3 has started very strongly I'm 3 episodes in and Dee Schneider is going to make an appearance in it at some point as well so hey what's not to love and for you rock and rollers out there there's some, it's a brilliant 80s hair metal soundtrack to all three series and so you will hear songs there that you have I mean how often are you going to hear um, Motley Crue looks that kill on a soundtrack these days hey now I'm no Motley Crue fan but there is something really cool about hearing that again and going oh man yeah I remember that so um, so yeah do that um, what else have I done I've rewatched. it's taken me quite a while but I am now about five episodes from the end of Sons of Anarchy I have rewatched all seven seasons of Sons of Anarchy and if you've got Netflix and you've never watched it you really do need to it's Sopranos on motorbikes I mean it's some of it is and uh, this is really bugging me so I'm going to get this out there right some of it is so graphic it is unbelievable some of it is so graphic you, you, you're wincing and going god they wouldn't be able to make this now despite the fact obviously clearly you're watching it on a TV now but um, quite hilariously because it comes out of North America <laughs> no one swears in it so it's literally it's it's okay to it's it's okay to ram a roasting fork into someone's head and move it around so you can hear the bone crunching and the brain getting mashed up but saying fuck is absolutely out of the question (laughs) it's fucking hilarious it really is the double standards incredible um but um yeah i i'm really really enjoying watching it again i have to say i really really am um i've got so much out of it and i and it it is it's it's brilliant it's brilliant it's funny it's violent it's it's gang related that's not really something to credit with is it um and it's but it's unique there you go it is unique 
It really is because the way the the motorcycle club at the centre of it operates is is like a cartel. It is like it is like a mob. You know, they're they're basically gangsters with, with cutoffs on bikes instead of you know suits and cars. But it's still the same shit. So I, I, I it is it is absolutely fucking brilliant. And from where it starts out, you would not believe where it ends up. So much happens. Uh, it absolutely brilliantly written by Kurt Sutter, brilliantly directed by Kurt Sutter, brilliantly conceived by Kurt Sutter, and Kurt Sutter is a character in it um, who spends the ent- who spends the entire um, uh, time of the whole show in prison. Um, but he's called, and he's called Otto, in case, so if you do are watching it, and when Otto comes on, you go, all right, and you can point out to whoever's in the room, and you can go, oh, that's the guy who wrote it. Hmm. Yeah, you didn't know that, did you? I like doing smarmy shit like that, but, you know, feel free. I've given you the information. I've put the facts out there. It's up to you what you do with them, as always. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I've, I, I, you know, my, my, viewing, my viewing habits um, over lockdown... And um, and I, I'm I'm you know back in the U- in the UK we're back in lockdown uh, again at the moment. Um, is a, it's a bit of a motherfucker. I've got to be honest, but it does allow time for watching some great stuff. Um, and there's, there's there's probably other stuff that I'm I'm going to stop. I'm going to you know stop this. Load it up. You're all, and then I'm going to go. Ah, oh, I forgot to mention so and so. Ah, oh, I forgot to mention so and so. What an idiot. What an idiot. Um, but hey, I forgot. I'm sorry. So um, this is Movie Bollocks. You have been listening to Movie Bollocks. And Movie Bollocks will be back. I have got guests um, lined up. It's just a case of getting everybody, you know, organised. And yeah, right, that's cool. And yeah, but Movie Bollocks is still a thing. It's still coming. And well, you know that because you're listening to this episode. So um, thanks as always. There'll be more Talking Bollocks podcasts coming very soon. Um, And as always, please do tell people about the podcast, share the podcast and follow the social media. All of it helps, keeps the lights on at Talking Bollocks Towers, but it also helps me get the high quality guests that I know you love. So to all of you out there, I hope this has been useful. There's plenty of stuff mentioned and hopefully that will you know that there will that will provide you with some viewing pleasure over the coming weeks and months take care everybody and i will speak to you next time